hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 78 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. The podcast is finally back, folks. Holy shit. After taking quite a time, quite a bit of time off um, after the Cole Frazier interview, we were in the process of how home buying. And as you can tell, if you're watching this via YouTube, the background is different, even though still got the lovely uh, Taiwanese massage parlor sign up there, as Darren calls it. Um, got a new frame for some game-worn jerseys. You can see the Kyle Newber jersey up there, the Bush Latte uh, mirror in the back there. Um, as as I go on throughout the podcast, uh, obviously not this one, but you know, through different episodes, <clears throat> I'll be swapping the jerseys in and out of that um, in and out of that case. That was just the latest jersey I got. That was uh, Newber's previous one that he wore this past season. Um, I don't know whether to call it the Homer away because they were both at. at at the home rink. So uh, they wore the gray one more than any, any other Jersey, I think though. So um, I was able to snag that, which is a pretty good find. Um, But yes, hope everybody uh, actually is still tuning in and is still looking forward to the podcast. It's the show that nobody, nobody asked for a return, right? But no, we are all settled in here at the new house real quick. We will, you know, commemorate it here. We got an ice cold Bush latte for those in the audio format listening. There you go. Good old crack of the Bush ski. We'll go ahead and, pour it out here we'll set sail on the maiden voyage of a podcast in the new house right um but as you could tell by this title this is the echl arms race for tough guys and that might sound crazy to some of you guys but holy cow have some teams especially the southern division been signing some absolute uh tough tough customers so we'll get into that but first um of course i got to mention the five for fighting podcast is a proud member of six-pack coverage uh, six pack coverage is a multimedia group based out of Nashville that covers sports, fitness, travel, food, health, anything under the sun. Uh, they're really diving into the collegiate stuff lately. And they're actually about to do, uh, Andrew and the guys are going to do a tour of some college universities down the line. Um, uh, actually I think in a couple weeks, maybe even be next week. I don't know. They're, they're going to be touring the U S which is pretty cool. So, uh, they have many different sports shows, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, anything that you like, they probably have something for it. So go ahead and check it out. The link to them is, of course, in the description of this episode and all the other episodes before that. 
Uh, I got to mention my good buddy Darren out there in Saskatchewan, who is the original Enforcer podcast with the fourth line voice. I was fortunate enough to scratch the itch a little bit. I've been actually dying to podcast. It's just been trying to find time. And then uh, we were painting, painting the walls in here, painting the walls in the guest room and doing some, a little bit of minor renovations here. You can still tell I got, I got my level and, you know, spackle and paint pan out there on the bottom. Real professional setup I have out here, right? Um, but no, so I've been, been kind of busy. But in the meantime, I was, Darren was uh, kind enough or maybe dumb enough, one of the two, to have me and Jay on and do the Ice Wars preview and Ice Wars summary show, and that was a lot of fun. So thank you, Darren, for having me on. I appreciate that. But I encourage you to check out Darren's back catalog. Uh, he's got great guests. He just had on Cole Johnson, who was a competitor in Ice Wars too. He's had plenty of other guys on, Curtis Swanson, Joey Tedaranko, John Morassi, Steve McIntyre, Mike Segroy, um, Josh Mays, or Clark Wilm. The list goes on. He, he did a phenomenal job. Um, as much as I like to give him shit sometimes too, and we both, of course, give each other shit, but, um, he does do a bang up job and he also, uh, I, I don't know how he is able to be so, excuse me, so consistent because he comes out with two episodes a week, every Wednesday and every Sunday, which I, I have a hard enough time getting one episode out a week, let alone two. So props to him. Um, and over this is where I would say, you know, I give a shout out to Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box, but that podcast is no more, but Joe Lazito is returning with the Nord's Knuckles podcast, and it'll be a Quebec Nordiques-focused uh, enforcer podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. He hasn't come out with his episode yet. The maiden voyage of that one isn't isn't uh, out yet, but it's coming out very, very soon. I believe I saw him tweet the other day that his, um, his research for episode one was about 70% done. So uh, I think he's going to do a great job. Joe does a fantastic job. Even even if even though the show's not going on still, I encourage you to please go check out Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Fantastic show. Um, but yes, the Nordiques one will be out sometime sometime this month. Uh, that's what it's slotted for, according to Joe. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Again, that is Nord's Knuckles Podcast. Go check it out. So, um, well, without further ado, I guess we'll uh, we'll get into it. Well, I, before getting into the ECHL stuff, I want to talk about a couple other transactions in the tough guy slash enforcer world, whatever you prefer to call it. Uh, Curtis Swanson, I'm not even going to attempt the uh, <laughs> the expansion team name that's in the LNH because it's the new team that was that's coming in to play this season. Um, but he signed with them. Uh, so congratulations to Curtis, the Cowboy Swanson. I had him on forever ago. I did an LNH special years ago. Um and it's probably two years ago now at this point. Holy cow. And that was a lot of fun. I had like three different players on. I had a couple of different uh, fans on. I think I had Searson and Darren on for that one. But Swanson was, I think, the first player I interviewed for that LNH special. And it was a tremendous interview and uh, such a nice guy. So all the best to Swanson and go give it hell in the LNH. This is his first return. And I think his last year was 09. I could be wrong. It's just That's just off the top of my head. I can't think of it. But. I want to say it was 09 with um, Tetford. So congratulations to Curtis Swanson on signing with the LNH and two others, more Ice Wars competitors. All three of these dudes are Ice Wars competitors is uh, Justice Smoke and Daniel Amesbury. They both have signed with the Danbury Hattricks of the Federal Hockey League. The Fed, I don't know too, too much about. I just haven't really followed it. Uh, actually, we have, I'm going to try to catch a couple games out in Carolina or well, out in Carolina. Um, out in Winston-Salem there in North Carolina, which is like a two-hour drive. I did work out in 
Winston-Salem, uh, and I was back and forth there every day for like a week. That was not fun. So I will be trying to attend a couple Carolina Thunderbirds games out there when they play Danbury, and maybe I can catch uh, Justice Smoke and Daniel Amesbury in action out there on the ice. So we will see how that goes. But congratulations to those two for signing contracts as well because um, – you know, I think I think that just goes to show how much uh, how much traction Ice Wars has gained a little bit here, uh, and you know, in terms of these guys fighting and people still like the old time hockey and people still want it and teams are signing it and it's that's evident in the Fed and it's evident in the uh, the ECHL here, which we'll get into. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to those three before um, before moving on to the the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, so as you can tell by the title, the ECHL arms race going on right now. The Southern Division has just been absolutely stacked right now with toughness, and it's been great to see. And there's been tough guy signings all over the league, really. I'm going to cover mostly, like, you know, the main stuff. I'll be covering the South Division. It's just one that's familiar with me because uh, for those who don't watch the ECHL, it's kind of the really, it, it's all pretty much divisional play. It's, of course, it's to cut costs with the league and, uh, you know, save money because it's, it's a minor pro hockey league, right? So. Most of the time, they really you, you might see maybe five other teams from outside of the division throughout the season. Um, so the South Division is, is just what I know, but that's where I've just seen the most toughness as well. So um, it's been it's been great seeing it. I, I love it. I think it's uh, it's great for the game. I know some people will sit there and bitch and moan about fighting in hockey, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're not really uh, you're probably a fight fan as well. So. Um, Sorry, I'm a little thirsty. We just had supper, so um, yeah, cleansing the palate with some bush latte. Um, but no, so uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, some great signings so far. And Savannah, the Savannah Ghost Pirates have made their first signing, which I'll get into as well. But we'll start down in, we'll kind of work, we'll start in the south and work our way up uh, through the south division. So I guess we'll start with the Everblades um, for the south team. Yeah, I love how there's, there's a fun, funny. There's three teams in Florida. Um, it's like the NFL, but um, so the Florida Everblades have signed Austin Crosley, and I think that's a great pickup for them because uh, you know they they lost. Uh, well, they you know they they cut Nico Blatchman last year. I don't know if Kyle Newber is going to be back. I hope he is, but if not, you know you got to add some sandpaper in there. So I still think they need maybe one more guy because I think Austin Crosley is more of a a middleweight, but nonetheless, it's a great signing for them. And if you look, and last year was his rookie season with Utah, and he, I mean he looked solid, man. He looked he looked really solid in his fights. He um, he had nine in the regular season. Of course, that was one shy of the the ten fight rule. But he actually had eleven total that year. Uh, last year he had two more in the playoffs, and he's like I say, he's more of a middleweight kind of guy. But it was scrappy, and he'll throw down. I don't think he was in the lineup when Florida played Utah. I think Florida played Utah once or twice last year. And I was at one of the games, and I don't think Crosley was in the lineup. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table. As, of course, you know, um, I'm an Everblades fan, so uh, that's the team I watch the most on Flow Sports. Of course, I go through the box scores afterwards, and I'll go through and upload the fights if you follow the YouTube channel. But the uh, the Everblades have signed Austin Crosley, so I am excited for that. They also signed Hank Sorensen, which... Um, Big Pims in the USHL. Actually, let me pull that up while I'm talking. I got to think about that. I forget how many he had, but uh, he had one fight last year versus, um, or not versus, It was he was for the, what's it called? The Carolina Stingrays. I, couldn't, I don't know why I, could, I was drawing a blank on the team. I was about to say Capitals, but that's just because that's what their uh, jerseys are based off of. But yeah, man, I mean, 
Looking here, he's with the Waterloo Blackhawks. Penalty minutes, 105, 110, 173. Uh, that's a lot for today's standards. 173 is actually a shit ton for today's standards. And that was uh, back in 2018, 2019. He played university hockey for a couple years and then caught seven games for the Stingrays last season. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, Hank Sorensen's a guy I don't know too, too much about. Let me see. What was his height and weight? I believe he's more of a middleweight kind of guy. Eh, yeah, middleweight, 6'1", 195. But I'm curious to see what he brings to the team. I, I've seen, I think he's got a couple USHL fights out there on YouTube. So, um, yeah, we'll see what he brings to the table, man. I'm excited. Uh, I Like I said, I think Florida still needs a bit of a heavyweight. We'll see how it goes. Um, and the last guy, I guess I'll touch. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to harp on every single guy that will kind of drop the gloves. More so just guys that will drop the gloves. I don't want to harp on maybe a guy that's had like two fights. Um, I know this guy actually didn't have that many fights though, as I sound hypocritical saying to it, um, after what I just said, but Cody McDonald, he, he just got riddled by the injury bug last season. So I hope he has a healthy, uh, healthy season this year. And I actually, I, Cody, if you're listening, I'm sorry for my, my intoxication conversation back in, it was like one of the last games we, uh, we went to and he was up there cause he was recovering from an injury. So he was up at breakaways actually, which for those that don't know, it's like a little sports pub or sports bar up and, um, up at the top of Hertz arena where the Everblades played. You can watch the game from up there. Like, you know, it looks down on the ice, but, uh, really we go there to pregame. And of course I let Tommy talk me into going, well, I should say, let him talk me into it. It's really had to twist my arm, you know? Um, but when Tommy's there, that definitely means tequila shots. And, uh, yeah, we were getting after it a bit and I was like talking with Cody and I was like, Oh yeah, man. I said, like, I forget what it was along the lines of like, yeah, I was, uh, liked a couple of your fights this year. And uh, I was like, Oh, are we going to see more of that or out of you? And he's, uh, he said, yeah, I'm trying to fight whenever I get back healthy. So he's looking forward to dropping the gloves. So we'll see what happens, but he was a really scrappy dude in the WHL. And I know he, um, I want to say he got a suspension for like going after somebody in the bench. So uh, definitely a, a loose cannon a little bit. We, we, we saw flashes of it. He had a really good body check versus Jacksonville open ice hit. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what Cody McDonald will bring. The next team is the Orlando solar bears and Orlando was a team that to me, they were, they were kind of lacking it a little bit last season and they addressed it at the very end. And I know they just got a brand new head coach. And for those who don't know, who Matt Karkner is, look his stuff up. Uh, very, very tough dude from the NHL. And I believe this is his per- first pro coaching gig. I could be wrong, but I know I know he's going to want sandpaper in the lineup. So I, I don't think Orlando's done making moves. They got uh, they brought back Steve Alexi, who another middleweight guy, uh, thorn in the side. I loved watching Alexi play against the Everblades because him and Newber would just kind of go at it. Newber would get try to get him to drop the gloves and then... Alexi would go over and just start shit with somebody else, piss off Nuber. Finally, they ended up dropping him, and I think Nuber got the better of him, but both just playing the enforcer roles to the T, and I absolutely loved it. So um, I'm excited to see Steve Alexi back in Orlando. But at the very end of the season, they added Ross Olsen, and um, that's a dude who... I, he's 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 an up and coming guy, and I think we're gonna. He's only gonna get better as time goes on. You know, he didn't have the greatest fight versus Travis Howe, but not many people do when it comes to Travis Howe. He's top dog in the league, which we'll get to him in a second. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited to see what Ross Olson does and see uh, what he brings this year for Orlando because they were really lacking that toughness. I mean, uh, I remember just watching games versus the just the Everblades, and the Everblades weren't necessarily really a stacked team last year in terms of toughness. Um, they would a couple every once in a while they'd have a couple games where they'd put like three three willing dudes in the lineup for sure. But um, for the most part, I mean, 
Florida could just run all over Orlando. So I think that's going to change this year for them. Um, maybe they'll add another. I think another the same thing as Florida. They're in the same boat. I think they should add maybe one more sandpaper guy, but we'll see what happens. But, I mean, just going through these two teams, I mean, that was Florida and Orlando. That was already like six guys, five or six guys. So, I mean, this is awesome. Like I said, it's like an arms race, and I'd – I encourage people to check out the, like if you're not an ECHL fan and I know I've harped on it a lot in the podcast because it's just the league I've been following. Like when it comes to the NHL, I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm going to be completely honest. I have zero clue. I couldn't tell you who the lightning signed in the off season. I couldn't tell you who's leading the league in PIMS. And I, I only know of uh, McDermott, Reeves, Lucic, Wilson. And then what's that other kid for? Oh, Manson from, well, didn't he just go, did he go to Colorado? I know he was on Anaheim. I think he went to Colorado last year. That's literally all I keep up with is, like, the tough guys. Anything else going on in the league, I just don't know. Um, so I apologize. I know it's an ECHL-heavy content uh, in the podcast lately, but it's just what I've been following, and it's where the toughness is. That's what this podcast is for, for the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoy watching them do it. Well, the players who drop the gloves are in the minor leagues now because not many people do it in the NHL. So it's just what the focus is, but... I enjoy it, and I encourage folks to give the ECHL a shot. I know that there's the 10-fight rule, and it's not the—believe me, I don't like the rule as much as the next guy, and I know a lot of the players don't either. So it is what it is. It's a stupid rule, but at the same time, these guys are still thrown down, and there were still some great fights. And you could check out the YouTube channel I uploaded— Probably like 98% of the fights. If there was a fight where like a guy threw one punch and then they just fall down, I probably didn't post it. Um, I post like the, obviously all of the heavyweights I posted their fights, but um, yeah. So I encourage you to check out the ECHL and, you know, look up these guys. It was like the same thing for me last year. I had no clue what to expect going into this. I was, uh, my wife and I, we got down there and I realized that the Florida Everblades rink was like 15 minutes away from the, I was going to say the hotel, the apartment we were living in. And, um, we bought season tickets. It was only like twelve hundred bucks for the two of us. Like, not that's two twelve hundred bucks total. It wasn't expensive, so I wouldn't have been that mad uh, if you know nothing happened. But the league surprised me, and I've been I I became the biggest ECHL supporter last year, and I continue to support the league. It's all that I'm going to watch this year, and I actually support the uh, SPHL this season too because they're actually switching over to Flow Sports, which I've watched one Storm game before with Jay a couple years back. Man, it's like two or three years ago now at this point. Holy shit. I it might be four. Man, I can't remember. Crazy how fast time flies. But, uh, yeah, so we will uh, we will see what happens with the SPHL. I'll keep a, a closer eye on that league now since they're moving over to Flow Sports, which, of course, is the provider for the ECHL. But it's, the ECHL, man, it's tough. And like I said, we're going over, I'm going over all these guys, and all these guys are willing, and they'll throw the fuck down. So um, definitely check out the league if you haven't. So, uh, But continuing on up to Jacksonville, I mentioned him before. I don't need to sell you on his toughness. You've seen how tough he is. Um, I had him as the heavyweight champ of the ECHL last season. I took polls over Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram asking who the ECHL heavyweight champ is. Every single one of them said Travis Howe. Well, he came out on top of every single poll on all three platforms. So got to say the people's champ, Travis Howe, is the heavyweight champ of the league, but he's back with Jacksonville. And if you got a guy like that, I mean, he plays almost every game. He's not scratched that often. Uh, and he, he played every game versus uh, the Everblades when he was on there. I know he was um, he was cut for a little bit, and then they brought him back. So uh, and I know he was dealing with some off-ice stuff, I believe, but he's back now. Everything's settled. So the heavyweight champ is back, and I'm looking forward to seeing Travis Howe throw down because he's a master at his craft, I think, and he's, um, he's really, really tough. 
Uh, super nice guy too. I got to meet him after one of the games. It was after the last game him and Nuber fought and um, you got the better of Nuber there, but I think the linesman stepped in early and I remember he was kind of upset at it. He told, uh, cause after talking to him with the game, I was like, man, he says, yeah, you got Nuber, but I feel like they should have gone. He's like, yeah, they should have let us go more. And so, you know, you always know what to expect with Nuber and how on the ice. And it's like a clash of the Titans. And it's always a great marathon fight. I think I scored that one. Um, I scored the fights last year at, I think, I think I said two, one and one for how, so he won two of them, lost one of them. And I called it a draw on, it was their very first fight. I called a draw, but it was their second fight that they, um, was it their second? It was the second fight. Travis Howe won that one. Third one, the, I think Newber, I think Howe threw more, but Newber landed the better shots. Fourth one was the one Newber kind of uh, got knocked down by Howe. So I scored Travis Howe as the heavyweight champ of the league. And those, like I said, Newber's no slouch either. Those are two big boys going at it. So uh, looking forward to seeing what he brings to Jacksonville. We already know what he brings, but what he's going to bring this season. Oh, it's never a dull moment. We almost had a goalie fight last year because of Travis Howe during the playoffs. So never a dull moment. Looking forward to that. Moving further north up to Atlanta with the Gladiators. The, 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 the Bash brothers are back, no pun intended, but I guess pun intended, yeah. The uh, the Thrower brothers, Dalton and Josh, they are back. And uh, aside from the Gallant brothers, my money would be on them to be the two toughest brothers in hockey right now. I know the Gallants up there, Brent and Alex, are um, they're in the AHL. But uh, as, ter- as far as the ECHL goes um, and toughness, man, it doesn't get much tougher than the two Thrower boys. They're both uh, from the dub out there in uh, the WHL, so... Uh, Josh looked, I, I consider, I think Josh is the better fighter, Dalton, the better player, but Josh thrower looked really good. And he's always wide open. There's really no defense. He had a really good one with Jake Keerley of the Everblades last year. Um, and I think actually, but I think it was Dalton who knocked out one of the Leonard brothers. Um, was it? Yeah, I think it was Dalton. Now I'm thinking off the top, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. I took down real good notes here, obviously folks. Um, but no, I mean, both guys are definitely tough, but I think Josh is a little bit of a better fighter, but you can't go wrong with either of them. I was really thinking that they were going to go, um, at least one of them, Dalton and Nuber almost went, I think I, I had it recorded. I had my camera ready cause they had, they had talked in pregame and they were getting it going in the pregame. Uh, both brothers and Nuber were jawing back and forth at each other. One of them, I think it was Josh put his stick on Nuber's chest. Nuber swatted it away with the stick. And I got, I caught that on tape. Um, so that's on the YouTube channel. And then later on in the game, they ended up not going. The refs came in there and broke it up. I think Dalton got a punch in on Nuber. It was actually a pretty good one. And Nuber ate it um, in the corner there. And the, the, the zebras came in early and broke it up, unfortunately. So we never got to see them fight. But um, yeah, definitely check out the Thrower Brothers. I'm glad to see them back. So. This is the team I really wanted to get to, though. I've heard rumblings, and I I should have pointed this out before. I'm not going to announce names until I actually, like, until the team announces it. I've heard rumblings from a couple different people who messaged me, like, oh, I think this team's going to go after this guy, or um, rumor rumor is that this guy's signing here. I'm not going to say that, for one. I don't want to leak anything. It's not my my job. It's not my goal. Um, The only time I ever did that was with uh, Barnaby and Avery. And I had a really I, Barnaby was supposed to go to Greenville, um, but I did never ended up coming to uh, fruition because of the whole Avery thing. Um, Avery got kicked or really did he get cut? I think he got cut from the Solar Bears. So, um, but yeah, Barnaby and Avery. It was Avery was uh, in 
Orlando, and then Barnaby was it was the big rumor was he was going to sign with he was looking for a team in the South Division. The Everblades, I think, were in talks with them a little bit, but I think that I know the main contender for a fact was Greenville, and I brought that. I didn't say Greenville. I didn't want to bring out the teams at the time, but um, that's the only time I ever done it. I don't like to. I don't like to be the. I'm not the ECHL insider or anything like that. You know. Um, so I don't want to give anything away or, you know, oh, I heard so-and-so is going to go here. But the next team is the Savannah Ghost Pirates. And they just signed Rookie. And I know you're listening because he listens to the podcast. And Darren got to meet up with him. And he loves the fighting. And he's a newer school kid. Reminds me a lot of, like, a Nico Blatchman. How is a newer guy coming out. And he still loves to fight. And that's Cade McNelly. Cade McNelly got signed. Um, I don't think this. I, here's the thing. I don't think Savannah's announced this one yet, but I believe Cade himself has. So I think Savannah's just waiting. Um, but yes, so Cade McNelly has signed with the Savannah Ghost Pirates, and this is a tough kid coming out of the dub. Funny, it's like man, all these all these kids coming out of the dub are insane. Um, and then they get Nico Blatchman, the black sheep, coming out of the QMJHL, which has like the like the most fighting restricted league possible in terms of juniors. Um, in Canada, so it's kind of funny how that works, but yeah. So Cade McNelly, this is his first year. I encourage you to go check out Darren uh, at the Fourth Line Voice. He interviewed Cade McNelly a couple episodes ago, um, and you can go listen to him. And Cade McNelly loves the ice wars. He loves the fights, and it's his first year pro. So I want to say congratulations to him, Cade. Like I said, I know you're listening. I hope you give it hell this year, and you know, best of luck to you in your first year pro. Congratulations on signing your first pro contract. So, folks, go check out some Cade McNally fights. If you're a Savannah fan, go down the uh, go down the Cade McNally rabbit hole of fighting, and you are going to be in for a treat. I can guarantee you that. So, do me a favor and go check out Cade McNally. Just search it up on the YouTube and just crack a beer and enjoy. So, they also did sign Alex Carrier, though. That was just announced. Later on this afternoon, it was like, I think it was on my ride home from work. So um, there's another tough dude in Savannah. But the uh, the other two, so they're not in Savannah technically. It's the potential, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll explain it here. So folks who don't know, the uh, Savannah Ghost Pirates are the ECHL affiliate of the Henderson Silver Knights, which is, of course, leading up to the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's where they're all intertwined there. There's two players with the Henderson Silver Knights right now that have the potential to get sent down. And the selfishness and the ECHL fan and fight fan in me wants them to get sent down. But, of course, I don't actually at the same time want them to get sent down. I want them to advance in their careers. And it'd be great to see them make the NHL. But, excuse me, two of the top dogs in the league, bar none, Kyle Marino and Darian Skeo. Um, Those two are both with the Henderson Silver Knights. And I think they just uh, who they got somebody else. I'd have to go back and check. Who's definitely a willing scrapper? That and apparently him and Skio always fought. Uh, not Marino, but uh, the uh, the guy whose name is escaping me. But he, he always fought. I know John from the hockey fight league mentioned him to me. But him and Skio always fought. But he's with the club as well. So there's a potential like Savannah's doing it right. If that's the case, um, that's exactly how I would run an expansion team. Is just load up on toughness and give the fans a show for their first season. Um, but I mean Skio and Marino. Those are two of like the top dogs in the league, bar none. Skio's super tough dude. He had a really good fight with Sean Allen this year. Had a good one with Cole Frazier and Ian Parker. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And he he had some really. I mean, I, I could watch Skio's stuff from the dub all day. He's great, great, great fighter. Um, and then Kyle Marino, of course, who last year with Idaho, he was with um, 
with with the AHL club. I, I'm sorry, I forget who the AHL affiliate of Idaho is, but he was back and forth there quite a bit. I think he played pretty much ha- like I think half the season in uh, the AHL and half the season in the ECHL. But Kyle Marino, definitely a tough dude as well, technician. Uh, he's fought Kyle Newber a couple times. I think he went with Klotz before, um, but he's had some really good AHL tilts as well. I think he went with Curtis Gabriel. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for Kyle Marino. And that's all, of course, if they get sent down. I don't know what's going to happen with Savannah, and we'll see what happens with the final roster, but I'm very excited for Savannah. So the other side of things, um, moving over, well, Greenville is the only one that's like, eh, I don't think Greenville's really got anybody right now. Uh, you know, they got Bo, they got Bochamp, or uh, Bochamp, however you prefer to say it. I know he'll go, but I don't think they really have that number one, like, true heavyweight guy. Um, not like a, a Josh Thrower or like a Travis Howe or, you know, stuff like that. I don't think it's, uh, I think that's going to be the team that's lacking a little bit um, in the South Division. That's the one, that's the one off. That's the the black sheep of the, the South Division. And then, of course, over in South Carolina, they actually brought back Chase Stewart, who is a uh, very, very tough customer as well. And Nico Blatchman said, uh, said to me, he will put him as the top dog in the ECHL of next year. He's got him as the champ. So be on the lookout for Chase Stewart out in South Carolina with the Stingrays because if that's coming from Nico Blatchman, it's got to have some credibility. It's much more credible than my myself because I'm just a jackass with a podcast doing this stuff. So be on the lookout for Chase Stewart. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes because I know the Blades play them quite a bit too. Um, so that pretty much sums up for the South Division, but I mean – Look, I mean, that's like 10, 10, 11 dudes all willing to go. That's that's a lot, for, especially for today's standards. So I'm the South Division, I think, is going to be a war. It's going to be a tough physical division to play in. If you don't have any toughness, I think you're going to be behind the curve. So we will see how it goes. I, I couldn't be more excited for the South Division, though. Um, a couple other enforcer signings, though, will kind of move around. I'm not going to go through division into like each division um, individually because I think it would just take too long. And really the, there's not too, too many more of like big name heavies rolling around um, after that. But you know, two that actually signed in Cincinnati, one being Sean Allen, very, very tough customer. Like I said, he had a really good fight with um, Darian Skio. You can check that one out. That was, I think my candidate for fight of the year, actually. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I would say so. It was, I mean, it was straight up toe to toe, big boys just chucking. Like there was no, uh, no. Oh, let me just give you a couple jersey jabs. I mean, they were just throwing from downtown, and that was a great fight. So I believe that's my candidate for fight of the year was between Sean Allen and Darian Skio. But he signed with the Cyclones out there in Cincinnati, and another recent signing. And I'm mad I never got to see him play when he was with the Everblades. I missed him. He was there the year before. So like I said, I didn't get to see him personally, which sucks. But. uh Arvin Atwal, he played overseas, and I mean, he absolutely buckled a dude over there. I forget which which league. was it Austria. I can't remember. It was you know one of the European countries. I can't remember which league. It escapes me. There's so many different hockey leagues over there between the countries. So maybe it was a Swiss league. But either way, you could check it out. He got in a fight, and I mean, he just dropped a dude like full on ambient punch. Go to sleep. Knocked him out. It was, I mean, Atwal's a bad dude. He's kind of a crazy dude from what I could tell too, but he's back in Cincinnati. And so I know you Cyclone fans are going to be um, excited about that because man, 
I, I love me some Arvin Atwan. I never even got to see him play live, but just seeing his antics and craziness, you got to have a little bit of that. You know, maybe not too, too crazy, but you got to have a little bit of that every once in a while, right? It makes for an interesting game. It makes for a fun time. So Cincinnati's treated with those two. Um, a little bit further north up there. Or is this? Well, no, no. What are we? I'm trying to think. Cincinnati. I'm getting my. Now I'm trying to like give myself a fucking geography lesson here as if it really matters. We'll go to Toledo anyways. But uh, I had old news, but Cole Fraser is back with the Toledo Walleye. I had, it was my last episode I had. So thank you for uh, to Cole for coming back onto the show. Or coming back on. For coming onto the show. And, you know, let me um, take a dive into your career a bit. And uh, I know the Toledo fans really enjoyed it. I know people out there love Cole Fraser. So. He re-signed with the um, Toledo Walleye and, I mean, always an entertainer when he's fighting and he'll, afterwards he'll, you know, be pumping up the crowd, let me hear, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's, it's phenomenal stuff. Like, Pinnacle Minor League hockey fighting, it's great. Um, so, I wonder if, I'm, I'm curious to see if they'll bring back Mitchell Hurd. I think, is Mitchell Hurd a veteran status? I believe he's got veteran status. Um I could be wrong. I just I just figured out the stuff with the veteran status and you know, forgive my ignorance, but it's like if you have 260 games in the ECHL, AHL, NHL or I forget if the SPHL was included, but or some of the leagues depending on which ones they are over in Europe, if you have 260 games total between all the leagues then um you are considered a veteran. So I think Mitchell Hurd at this point is considered a veteran. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm curious to see. I mean, I thought that was a great one-two combo out there in Toledo, and people seem to love those two, and it was it was great. So we will see what happens with Mitchell Hurd if he ends up in the ECHL still, or if he uh, you know goes somewhere else. I don't know, but we will find out. The other guy, another former guest of the podcast, and this was kind of older news, but I remember it wasn't official whenever I had him on. It wasn't until a couple days or a week or two later. Uh, Anthony Collins re-signed out in Kalamazoo for the Wings, and I think that's a great signing out there because they were seriously lacking uh, toughness last season. And I know they didn't have the greatest year at all, but um, I, I mean, I love Collins. He's another contender where I think you could make a, a very, very solid argument that he will. Um, he's probably top dog in the league as well. I believe actually he might have gotten second in the voting across all my polls that I did during the uh, the vote for the ECHL top heavyweight of the league and the Adirondack Thunder will move over to the East coast is they just signed Yannick Turcotte or Turcotte, however you prefer to say it. Islanders prospect, very tough dude as well. And another guy like kind of like Cody McDonald, where he's just gotten kind of riddled by the injury bug. So hopefully he could stay healthy, but Adirondack and I, I want to say Jimmy Mazza resigned there too. Another really tough dude who was actually a former uh, player for Jack Gregg, former podcast guest, and Jack's a great dude. And actually, I got to get Jimmy on. I know I've talked about having him on, and uh, Jack was like, yeah, dude, you got to get him on too. So I've been slacking here, folks. My interviews content has been shit lately, so I apologize. But uh, yeah, he took on PL3, Pierre-Luc LeBlanc, and... That was uh, that was a man. He hung right in there with him. So I give the kid props, man. Jimmy Mazza, uh, great dude. I'm looking forward to seeing what else he brings next year to the uh, to the Adirondack team alongside Yon- uh, Yannick Turcotte. So another guy out there was uh, not in Adirondack, but will move to Worcester is uh, Chris Ordebody, who I know that division well now with Yannick Turcotte there and um, <clears throat> excuse me and. Um, Fuck, why am I drawing him? But Jimmy Mazza, as if I didn't just talk about him. Uh, you know, with those two out there, that could be a, 
that could be interesting. But Chris Ordovati signed, he re-signed with the Worcester Railers, another former podcast guest. Um, you know, he's just cutting his teeth. Last year was his rookie year. His opening fight was against Nico Blashman, wide open center ice at the Florida Everblades Arena. Uh, that was the very that was it was opening night, I believe. Um, and that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to watch. Or no, I think it was the second night. But either way, yeah, it wasn't opening night. It was the set. I think it was game two or three between the Admirals. I'm thinking opening night was Nuber and Howe round one of last season. So um, I'm getting all these mixed up because they they happened or together so quick. So, uh, but yeah, so Chris Ordovati held his own. He got another fight. I think he had three or four total. But I know that division is kind of it's not quite as stacked. So you're not going to get as many fights in that in that division. But I'm still curious to see what he brings. And he's a very tough dude and definitely willing. So looking forward to see what Chris Ordebody brings. Um, another guy, I think I, I swear I saw him resigned. Uh, going back to Cincinnati because I just thought about it off the top of my head was Justin Vi- uh, Vive or Vave, however you prefer to say. It. I say Vive. Uh, Justin Vive um, resigned and he's the captain. Another tough customer. He had a really good fight with Gagnon a couple of years back, but he looked great. He had a good one versus Collins. Um, it wasn't like the, a barn burner, but he definitely held his own. So he. Vibe knows what he's doing. Um, he's not He's not a stranger to this stuff. So definitely, Cyclones fans, you're in for a treat. I think the games between Cincinnati and uh, Wheeling are going to be really good again. And, of course, Cincinnati's head coach, another tough dude, Jason Payne. Uh, if anybody knows who that is, or if you don't know who that is, go look up Jason Payne fights. Uh, very, very tough dude. I mean, I'm talking back to when like, it was like the 90s, early 2000s. He was in the Quebec League when it was in its prime for Radio X. Jason Payne was fucking awesome. So you know you know what their MO is over there in Cincinnati, but I love it. So um, I think that's about it. I mean, I, that's a lot of toughness, man. You got you to gotta hand it to the ECHL. Like I said, I might not agree with some of the rules, but I, overall, I am so excited. I, I was telling Darren, this is like the most excited I've been for a hockey season uh, probably in like five, ten years almost. I mean, it has been unreal how how much toughness has been added and, you know, the fun spectacle of the ECHL. I love it. I think um, from what I can tell, it seems like the ECHL got a little bit more press last year with some of the fights. I don't know. I had somebody reach out to me and say, you know, maybe it's because of what I, I don't think. It's just a direct correlation for what I do. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But I'll still continue to post fights. If they get big, cool. If not, well, I'll still post fights, right? That's just what us nerds do. So, um, But, I I mean, any press for the ECHL is great, I, whether it's fighting or not. I'm sorry. I know people might not like fighting, but you guarantee a fight or something, and um, you'll put asses in seats and tail as old as time. Um, as Darren always says, red ice sells and it's, it's true. So we will see what happens with this upcoming season, but, um, that pretty much wraps it up for the ECHL tough guy signings. And I'm sure we still have, you know, as of right now, it is Thursday, September 8th. So we still have quite a few weeks before the season actually kicks off. So there's plenty of time to make more moves between teams. Um, and like I said, I've heard some rumblings here and there, but I'm not going to announce anything until a team makes it official or a player themselves makes it official because um, I don't want to give false information out there or anything like that. I don't want to be like, you know, oh, I heard so-and-so signing here. Um, so I don't want to give that out and, you know, be wrong. And then people are like, well, you know, this asshole on the Five for Fighting show said this. Excuse me. So, um, but yeah, without further ado, that will do it for this episode. I appreciate you guys taking the time to stick with the podcast. Um, you know, I've been reached out to a couple times, uh, you know, saying you still like the show and everybody likes the the content so far, which I'm glad, you know, I, again, I know it's ECHL heavy lately, but, 
again, uh, to where the tough guys go, that's where that's where the podcast follows, and it's the same thing with uh, with Dared over the fourth line voice. When that shit's going on in the ECA, or the, not when when shit's not going on in the NHL, and the season was over, there was you know ice wars, and that's exactly what it did. Where wherever the tough hockey goes, we will follow. It was it was the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Right? Um, if you drop the mitts, we will come. So, yeah. There we go. I encourage you to check out the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. I uh, I recently uploaded the Anthony Collins and Travis Howe best of this past season. So I am looking forward to getting some feedback on that. I've already got some good feedback on the videos, but it's basically the best compilations I have done. Um, I've done Nico Blatchman, Anthony Collins, Travis Howe. And the ECHL, like, best of the year where I would just include a bunch of different fights from the ECHL. So I encourage you to check it out on YouTube. I post uh, interview snippets there, here and there as well. Like, I have the, the pregame scuffle discussion with um, Nico Blashman where he talks about, you know, what led up to that stuff with Travis Howe or uh, Chris Ordebody fighting Nico Blashman, stuff like that. So I encourage you to go check that out. Um, check out the podcast. Follow it on, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter, just search Five for Fighting Podcast. It'll come right up. I appreciate everybody's support, and thank you to those who you know congratulated me and reached out for for buying this house. You know, my wife and I are very excited. We we couldn't be more excited. Uh, you know, as hopefully as the podcast goes on, uh, and you've got the room here, you'll see the place getting more and more full with stuff. So uh, this plans on being the enforcer, you know, podcast room. So hopefully, I've already got pictures up on the other walls here, but hopefully, we'll keep adding to it and. You know, we'll make it happen. I got to add, I got a bunch of bobbleheads. I'm going to add a shelf like up here behind the jerseys um, or above the jersey, excuse me, and put all the bobbleheads on there. They're all tough guy bobbleheads, so should be a good time. But anyways, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed some of these ECHL signings and be on the lookout for these teams this year and support the teams as well. You know, it's minor pro hockey. It's not like these these dudes aren't making NHL money, so go support the teams, please. It'd be greatly appreciated. I know they'll like it, so... Uh, anyways guys take her easy hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you very much for tuning in until next time bye everybody you got